1: Welcome to another week of G Things Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what we want you to buy next. Today, I am joined by Marissa Mullen. You might know her on Instagram as that cheese plate or cheese by numbers. Am I saying yes? It? I you like- got and it. And also, is it cheese plate class? That cheese class. I that just can't cheese stop Instagram accounts. <laughs> yeah, you're literally monopolizing the cheese world on Instagram, which I really appreciate. Um, you definitely know her, probably because all combined, you have almost half a million followers. Um, you've seen her pretty piece, uh, plates of cheese. Um, and the funny thing is that this is the first time we're talking, but we have known about each other forever because Marissa's dad and my Uncle Tom are like best friends from college. Yeah, they're, like, brothers,
2: basically. Brothers. Best friends, like,
1: yeah, my dad's BFF. Hundred percent. is my Uncle Tom. <laughs> I have heard so many stories. Um, oh, gosh. Most of them unable to repeat here. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, pro- there's a, probably a statute of limitations on some crimes they've committed that are still that's still not up. So I want to protect their innocence. Um, but mostly because I think a, like a few years ago, I was telling you that my aunt was like, oh, you should get in touch with Moon's daughter and like talk to her about like building an Instagram brand. And, and then like we never really got in touch. But a few years later, I came across Marissa's account. Out and I'm like I don't think she needs my help. I think she's doing really well. Um maybe I'll ask her just, for some it's help. Just cheese plates. Yeah. Colorful cheese plates. <laughs> it does a great service to all of us. Um cheese plates I feel like are the one thing I can do cuz I'm not a chef. But I can I can artfully arrange. That's where my like upper echelon limit of cooking talent is. Um,
2: you have a book out. So the book is called That Cheese Plate Will Change Your Life. Yes. And it is 50 different cheese plates with step-by-step instructions. So as you mentioned earlier, Cheese by Numbers is my other Instagram. And so that's the method that I coined to building the perfect cheese plate. And this method basically takes like a paint by number map, but replace that with cheese. And then the numbers instead of colors are items on the plate. So it makes it super easy to build. It's really
1: accessible. A lot of fun. Different themes involved, you know. Genius. Truly genius. None of my cheese plates have ever looked as good as yours, but I definitely have gotten the inspiration from you just to, like – pile things on the plate and make make sure yeah and just like and also just different kinds of foods like here's crackers here's potato chips here's veggies here's this here's that um and somehow it looks incredible at the end and I can only imagine how much more I will upgrade myself with a cheese by numbers so I'm stoked for your book um are all these cheese plates like intended for parties or can I just make a p- cheese plate for myself multiple times a week yeah
2: so there's a ton of different uh size cheese plates in here um right. in here I'm holding
1: it. it's <laughs> it's right here sorry yes let me it's, see oh it's so pretty oh yeah here it is <gasps> it's so pretty yeah that cheese plate will change your life it's really pretty you were
2: at home I can't see it yeah it's I'm looking beautiful. at it
1: sorry you guys can't see it <laughs> but you, you'll see it because oh, I am um, going to link to it in the show notes who took the photography for your book
2: So I did all of the photos um, with my iPhone in my kitchen
1: because we're just trying to be crafty,
2: you know? That's amazing. It was a pretty uh, ballsy move, but um, apparently the newest iPhone has high enough resolution on their photos that it could be printed in a book. Wow. And I actually have a background in photography. It was a hobby of mine in high school, and I have all these different types of cameras, but to be honest, the iPhone was just the easiest to organize, capture photos, edit them all in one place. Mm -hmm. So I figured why not just take the photos myself and see if it works and it worked out. So that's great.
1: (laughs) I have to tell you, I think you're giving a little too much credit to the iPhone because I also have the whatever iPhone with the three lenses and I don't take book like I don't take pictures for books like you You just need the natural
2: light. You just need the natural light. So in 2014, I was in college. I made this Instagram because my friends and I would make cheese plates together in our free time, trying to act like we're adults in a in a way. I interned at The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. And then after I graduated, I actually worked at The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. So not cheese related whatsoever. Um, but I still had this kind of passion project, which was that cheese plate on the side as I was working in the music industry. And then I launched my first cheese workshop. So it's called That Cheese Class. And essentially, it's almost like a paint and sip class where you you come in, um, there's this whole grazing table set up in the cheese-by-numbers order. Oh, so wow. the cheese-by-numbers order is step one is cheese, step right. two is meat, Yep. step three is produce, step four is crunchy items, step five is dip, step six is garnish. So the six steps. Um, and I, I basically like curated this space where um, it's the, it, the bar is called Lois in the East Village, and mm-hmm. Phoebe, who's a friend of mine, is a co-owner of it. So we teamed up to do the very first event in the fall of 2018, and it, it was just so much fun because you come in, um, everyone has their personal place setting with a slate and a tote bag, and then we go through a really in-depth cheese education. Phoebe used to be the director of uh, cheese at Bedford Cheese in nice. Brooklyn. Yeah. And We do some wine pairings, and then I teach everyone how to make a cheese plate and then how to take a photo
1: of it. So it's like the the best, like, little two-hour class. What so a much genius fun. business idea. I'm right there with you in that when I tried selling my first the first book proposal that I came out with like 8 years ago, everyone flat out rejected it. And you ha- it sucks. You have this idea in your head, you're pumped about it, your agent is pumped about it, and no one else understands it. And yeah. and what they will say And I'm assuming that because you're you're saying things that I remember being said to me at the time, which was like, (laughs) right, exactly. It's like, oh, you have to go like, who's your audience? Like, who's going to buy this? Like, we need to know. And it's like social media is great, but it also kind of sucks because now if you want to sell something, you have to have already like it's like a chicken or egg thing. It's like, well, how do you want me to get 200,000 followers without like. A book. How do you want me to get a book without 200? It just goes on forever. But this is, um, I mean, you're making it sound so easy, but like, I think it's like a really great way for people who are really interested in learning how to like, kind of go from hobby to Mm -hmm. making a living off of something like your trajectory over I guess since 2014, six years is yeah. like, it took
2: a while. It takes yeah. a while. It has to be more than and cheese it, it's plates. Not it's not like,
1: overnight at all. Not yeah. overnight.
2: So I, I started populating cheese by numbers with these, um, swipe to build posts. So basically if you go to cheese by numbers, you can find a cheese plate that is built on that cheese plate and cheese by numbers breaks it down slide by slide. So each slide is a step in the cheese by numbers process. Yeah. And I did this because my illustrator just couldn't illustrate <laughs> all of the cheese plates I was making because I would like can you do another can you do another she's like I also work at the late show I'm like yeah. oh yeah right okay, I have a job. Let's calm down the one so then in, uh-uh. <laughs> in uh, November of so this was yeah November 2017 um that cheese plate was probably about at like 40,000 followers at this point cheese by numbers I was kind of directing people there as like the step-by-step account that was probably at like 5,000 and uh, I got an email from the Rachel Ray show and they were like, Hey, we found cheese by numbers. We'd love to have you on the show. And I was like, well, not that cheese plate, like the bigger one. They're like, no cheese by numbers. We can't talk about two cheese accounts. It's too confusing. I'm like, okay. So I go on cheese. I go on Rachel Ray in December of 2017. Um, she talks all about the cheese by numbers method or sorry, this is 2018. I'm getting mm-hmm. my years mixed up. Talks all about the cheese by numbers method overnight. It blows up to like 20,000 followers. Wow. And I'm like, okay. Now I actually do have che- two cheese plate accounts that I need to just keep together somehow. Like,
1: did you patent cheese by numbers? Like, is that you- do you own that? I have the trademark. Right. Yeah. Whatever that is. Everything. Trademark. Yeah. Patent would mean yeah, you like invented numbers. But okay, so you trademarked <laughs> cheese by so numbers. I did the whole Smart trademark thing.
2: Yeah. So this was like towards the end of 2018. Love I that. with my job, I was already there for almost four years. I was kind of hitting a wall where I wanted to grow within the company, but there was really nowhere to go. It was just like, I was in that transitional phase anyways, when all this started to pick up. So, um, once 2019 happened in the new year in January, the today show reached out cause they saw Rachel Ray show mm-hmm. and I did an article with Vox magazine. And then from there, like press just kind of flooded in and random house out of nowhere, sends me an email and says, Hey, Did you ever think to do a book with this concept? and I'm like, pretty sure you
1: rejected me, but (laughs) yes, I'd love to. (laughs) I have thought about that actually. That is an amazing story and also just kind of makes me want cheese very badly. Um, (laughs) We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back because I cannot wait to see what you brought. Okay, we're back. Um, This has given me, this is making me think so much about like my own Instagram account, my. My, the one for this podcast where I'm like so reluctant to like show my face just because, like, in my, my deep, darkest, dumbest fears are like, oh, like everyone from high school is like making fun of you. But like, that's actually not true because no one from high school gives a shit. And uh, <laughs> so true. And actually, no one gives a shit. Like, I don't yeah. like think of that when I see anyone else's account. I mean, unless right? it's like truly it's dumb, so which it's I would hope. It's like, yeah. It's hard. Yeah, you have to be so
2: vulnerable. It's like you're putting yourself out there and being like, Here's me. Here are my ideas. Hello. Like you're putting yourself out there to be judged automatically. And what my mom always says, because I'm always like, well, what if someone writes a bad review about the book? She's like, not everyone's going to like you. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. And that's cool. Like, as it's long as so you think true. you're doing something that matters, then whatever. You, you know? will
1: find you have already found an audience that loves you. You will find an audience that gets it. When we came out with Hey Ladies, it was the same thing. Michelle and I would like everyone was like, don't read the reviews. But every night Michelle and I would read all the reviews. <laughs> and sometimes there'd be a review and it was just like, oh, they just don't get it. Like we would be like yeah. offended, but be like, oh, this they just like don't they just like don't understand what we were doing or like they don't think the things that we find funny are funny and like no yeah. one has to be burned for that. I mean, I yeah, wouldn't have spent guy. my time writing a review, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, sure. You got time, whatever. But like, yeah, yeah. you, you. I think you'll find like, there's going to be people who are, I don't know. Who doesn't like cheese plates. I think it's like, I think what you want is like for people to be talking about the book. So like good or bad, it actually doesn't matter. Like I'll press. This good time. Exactly. Yeah. So What did you bring? I'm really pumped. We've been having we've been talking about doing this for a while. We're finally sitting down to do it. The book is out. Um, Well, by the time this goes out into the this episode goes out into (laughs) the world, the book is out. Um, So, so I'm hoping that I'm hoping that you brought at least. I know that you were like, I have two products that I want to share, but I'm hoping one of them at least is cheese related. Um, so they're both semi. Well, one is definitely cheese related.
2: The other one is cheese adjacent. So, which one do you want to start with? So let's start with our good old cheese, cheese product. So this
1: is a
2: cheese board starter kit. Um, whenever, so I love all types of cheese plates. So when you make a cheese plate, you really just need a flat surface. Like you can do one on a table. You can do one on a cookie tray, a cutting board, whatever you want. But Mm -hmm. one of my favorites is Brooklyn slate. So they are a company based out of red hook. Um, they source slate from a quarry upstate and make these beautiful slate boards that you can Drawn, you, they're all different sizes. Um, they actually made a custom cut for my cheese classes that I teach, which is amazing. And they're just such an awesome company. Um, and they have this cheese board starter kit on their website, which has a slate cheese board. It comes with a wooden knife. It comes with a soapstone pencil because on these slates you can also write like brie or camembert, whatever you want, I with your that. soapstone pencil.
1: Very fun. Uh,
2: Yes. It comes with a cheese survival guide, which is like this tiny little book that tells you how to cut some cheese and different tips for like, you know, different types of milk and what you should use on your cheese plate, et cetera. Um, and it's just like a great gift. It's a great gift for yourself. Um, if you want to really get started and have a nice cheese board set, I feel like that's where
1: you should go. I would buy this for me. This is a great, this is also a great housewarming gift, a great like wedding gift. I'm looking at it right now. I'm on the Brooklyn Slate site. I also noticed that Williams-Sonoma carries it, but for $10 more. So I assume that there's some some brand deal. But I assume, you so $54 on the actual Brooklyn Slate um, website. So I would recommend buying it through them. And I guess, yeah, they ship anywhere. And that's, I love that. Uh, Which do you recommend? I see that the board sizes are 7 by 12, 10 by 14, 5 by 18. Like, is there, I know that it's like, you know, bigger for parties, smaller for self, but is there like one that's like, generally this is the size that will be good for like dinner for two or dinner for six? Um, yeah,
2: so I typically, for some reason, am more attracted to round boards. Okay. Uh, which I don't know why. I think it's because, so when I when I make cheese plates, it's almost like I'm painting a picture and with a round board, I feel like it's it's easier to kind of spread out the colors of the produce and make it kind of this whole complete Circle. Yeah. Um, So the round board is a little bit more expensive. It's $70, but it's about, I think it's 11 and a half inches in diameter. Mm -hmm. Um, That easily fit four cheeses. It can fit um, all of your items on a cheese plate. That could probably serve. The serving sizes are interesting because people ask me this all the time. They're like, oh, how much, how many people can this plate serve? And it all depends on what your occasion is. So if this is the only thing you're eating, then that's one thing. If this is the appetizer before a steak dinner, that's another thing. Yep. So say that this cheese plate is all you're eating for the night. I'd say you can feed like six to eight people with that size. Nice.
1: Okay. I like that. And it's so, it's very cute. Um, I'm looking at all the pictures of like the packaging is really sweet. It's like, I don't know, it's very Brooklyn, but it doesn't, you know when like Brooklyn is like to Brooklyn and you know this because you yeah. live in Brooklyn. um this 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 is like just the level of Brooklyn that it I want. Yeah. yeah. They, they tie everything with like a little twine and yeah. it's it's really sweet. And which people need to know if you're buying something from a company that has Brooklyn in the name, you're gonna get either twine or an Edison light bulb in your order. But yeah. like it is <laughs> uh it is really it's really cute without being like too um like twee, I guess, in its in its presentation. Uh now I I know we chat about this before, so it comes with like a specific soap that you watch the cheese board with, but you admittedly said that you don't usually use you I don't know how to wash a cheese board well, and it doesn't sound like you do either
2: so slates are dishwasher that dishwasher safe really I say that five times that's hard to say <laughs> dishwasher safe Dishwasher um, safe. yeah so slates are dishwasher safe I wouldn't have guessed that yeah and so you can just place them in the dishwasher wooden boards though on the other hand you don't want to do that because yes. they will crack um so definitely hand wash those The mineral oil um, that is included on this cheese border starter kit is more to just preserve, um, I think, like, the the texture of the slate because it could probably get, like, a little scratched up sometimes. Yeah, or, like, porous. So, I think by, like, yeah, it's, like, wiping it with the mineral oil. Is it? Yeah. 100-grade mineral oil. I actually have never used the mineral oil, but Sounds I think fancy. it's probably great. Yeah, for maintaining the look and integrity of your board.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean it's it's Perfect. it's sort of like the way that you season a um, a cast iron pan. Like you kind of have yeah. to just keep just taking care of your cheese board. Um, mm-hmm. It's I actually recently learned that you. I mean, this is how behind I am in the kitchen, but I'm sure most people know this, is that like there, you can't cut meat on certain cutting boards because like if you cut meat on a plastic cutting board, it like seeps into the pores of, I mean, like you can, (laughs) but then you can't use it for anything else because it's really difficult to clean and sanitize. And if you then end up cutting raw vegetables on the same cutting board that you, what are you saying? Oh, my husband just walked into the room and interrupted (laughs) me and mansplained to me that it's wood cutting boards that you can't cut meat on. Are you kidding? <laughs> what? Safety first. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Okay. Amazing. Well, that makes sense. because I Can't wait to keep this in the episode. When
2: you <laughs> make a tea plate on a wooden board, yes. same thing with berries. You get berry stains really easily because it yes. seeps into the wood. So okay. whenever you make a berry stain on a board, usually I like to scrub it with like hot water. Sometimes like lemon works too. Really oh, nice. Yeah. I, can't,
1: I can't believe you just did that, but it's true. he never interrupts when i because i have my own working space but i obviously he must have heard me from so everyone knows who listens to this dan does all the cooking in my house i do most of the cleaning and he would never interrupt me unless there was a fire unless i was like spewing incorrect information but yeah so wood cutting boards no meat yeah he literally opened the door was like it's wood um (laughs) So wood cutting boards no meat, but I didn't really like Okay, I realized that. Along with it. Like yeah, plastic yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, you were like, uh-huh. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love plastic everything. <laughs> um, I always the the dishwasher safe part of this is so appealing to me because similar to buying clothes that are like hand wash only and like flat lay dry, mm-hmm. like that's a big turnoff. Anything I can just put into a machine and it comes out clean is My kind of product. So this looks great. I'm surprised. And free shipping. And free shipping. I mean, what could be better? This is great. So seventy dollars for the round. And then the small one that's like seven by twelve, which actually isn't even that small, is fifty-four. And then the biggest one is twelve by twelve and that's sixty-six. So you sort of have your your um the, a wide spectrum that you can choose a range. From. Yeah. Now, definitely. do you usually, do you usually create on a round board or do you evenly distribute your creations between, uh, rectangular boards and round boards? So I like to switch it up. Um,
2: I have a lot of different types of boards in my apartment in Brooklyn right now. I'm at my parents' house and it's funny cause I'm like looking through their selection and, it's definitely different because sure. they don't really make cheese plates too frequently. They have, they have a slate here. They have like a wooden board, but my dad, he, um, loves to make like small, like five course, small plate meals. So there's all these like little plates everywhere. Wow, I'm coming um, out, <laughs> which won't really work for a cheese plate, but sure. yeah, I, I like to switch it up. Um, I also really like boards that have kind of a lip around the edge of them. So there's some that you can find, um, actually porcelain plates, like, you know, those kind of um, the Japanese style porcelain plates that are flat bottom, they don't curve down at all. Yeah, yeah. And then the perimeter is just like a small little yeah. border. Yep. Those are great for cheese plates, because you can just throw berries on there, like blueberries, they won't roll away, kind of keeps everything in place. Nice. Um, but as for shape, I kind of I, I on my Instagram, I go back and forth between square, round, rectangle, just to kind of switch it up a little bit and then a grazing table on a six foot table. Those are fun too. (laughs)
1: Grazing tables are great. I have gone to a few weddings that did grazing tables, um, as part of the happy hour or the cocktail hour and like, so good. Uh, like you can't really go wrong. It's just like all good stuff on a table and somehow it looks incredible. Um, I feel like with cheese plates too, like more is more sometimes like, just if you're putting up, like, I don't know, I feel like all my favorite pictures from your account and then also, like, you know, wherever cheese pl- plates are on Pinterest or the internet is, like, I want to see, like, piles of things and, like, <laughs> yeah. nuts everywhere and, like, load for, yeah. yeah, load it up. I mean, I just – nothing looks bad. Like, all of it's aesthetically pleasing because it just looks really delish. Um, so I feel like a grazing table that's, like, six feet long but also, like, a foot high in stuff is – I think it takes us back
2: to, like, the medieval era of just, like, having these, like, luscious tables of overflowing food and grapes. and Yeah, very Last Supper,
1: yeah. Yeah, Um, it's like the modern-day medieval (laughs) (laughs) time. Well, this is a really great recommendation. So I feel like this is such a – if you're going to buy Marissa's book, which I highly recommend, I feel like get yourself – Don't buy it as a gift. We can pretend that we're going to buy the Brooklyn Slate Company cheese board as a gift. We're all getting it for ourselves. Get one for yourself to like – I don't know if you're gonna take also, notes from the if book. If you get one, you can make that fresh herbs plate on page
2: two thirty four. Oh my
1: gosh! Oh, that looks delicious. Uses the round board. I'm gonna have you after we're done recording. Send me a picture of that page so I can like put it. Yeah, up. Look, here's the step by step with the. This is great. The little board. I love the step by step so much. And the first, I think the first thing that I saw of yours that was cheese by numbers was shared into my feed, and it was when you cut out the brie into a ghost um yeah (laughs) and was that like a cookie cutter it was a cookie cutter yeah brilliant I was just like, wow, this woman's living my dream. And then I like, looked harder, and I was like, I know her. I know her. I know her. <laughs> um, this is yeah. such a great recommendation. So it's between 54 and 70, depending on which direction you go. You can order it right from Brooklyn Slate Company. Um, and then you said you had something else that was semi-cheese related. We're going to take a quick break, but then we're going to come back, and I want to hear about this rack. Hold
0: up?
1: Okay, we're back. All right, lay your second product wreck on us.
2: All right, so once you made your beautiful cheese plate on your nice round slate, mm-hmm. you then want to take a picture of it to share with your friends. Oh. So if, you know, not a lot of people have access to a beautiful marble countertop. I know I don't. I, definitely I live do in not. Brooklyn yep. and my countertops are, I don't know what they're made of. But you Cardboard. On Amazon, you can find <laughs> yeah. on Amazon, you can find this really awesome double sided um photography backdrop that one side is white marble, the other side is black marble. It's called the Alan Joy Double Sided Marble Photography Background, two in one texture pattern waterproof. It's a really long I love those type.
1: names. I love what they come up with. <laughs> Wait, this is so uh, cool. I'm looking at it on Amazon right it's now. It's like a roll up um uh, what's the material?
2: It's it's waterproof, so you can wash it off. Um, roll it up, take it wherever you want. I actually use this a lot in my workshops because we end the class with like a quick photo lesson and how to take a photo and wow. edit your photos. So I just roll out my marble backdrop,
1: and it looks like you're in a fancy kitchen. This is so cool. I'm looking at it, and I'm realizing, you know, I. All of my food pictures come out poorly. I know a lot of it is, A, I'm not trying. B, I don't know that much about light. And C... I think I'm always kind of at a loss for what the backdrop should be. How did you, oh my God, there's so many ones that look like wooden like tables that I realize that yeah. I have definitely seen in pictures that are like just paper. This is blowing right? my mind. When did you find out Everything about these?
2: Everything you see is a lie on the internet. Basically. I, I want
1: in <laughs> on this lie. This is like, I've, I'm here trying to find like a bench and people just have like, t- oh my God, this is so cool. I'm looking at the Alan Joy double-sided white wood photography so there's one that's like kind oh. of like a, a white stained wood and then there's one that has like this beautiful stew in a Dutch oven and wow this is wild I didn't even know these existed how did you find out these existed
2: um so I think honestly um I got targeted an ad once <laughs> and it was a different concept wow. it was like these other these backdrop boards that are more uh, there you can't roll them up and I saw one on Instagram and I was like, wow, that's such a good idea. Cause I take all my photos in my apartment on my white kitchen table. I just happen to have a white table. I keep it clean. That's where I take all my photos on. Like all the photos you see in the book are on my white table nice (laughs) next to a large window. That was it. There's no lighting involved. It's just natural light. Wow. But with this, I wanted to figure out a way where I could get a fun backdrop to like bring to different places because when I teach workshops or I do private events, you never know what you're really stepping into. So One time I stepped into a private event and all they had was like an ugly plastic table. So Mm. I brought my my marble backdrop with me and just elevated the space. But yeah, I I saw Uh. this targeted ad and then um, looked up that product but realized that I asked a friend who um, is a photographer. She uses these all the time for product shoots. And she was like, oh yeah, well, that one's really heavy. So you might not want that to bring around to different places. Mm. But there's other ones that are you know, you can roll them up. They're, they're flexible. So I looked up, uh, on Amazon and this was the first one to pop up and
1: I ordered it and I like it. There are so many, do you have more than the marble ones or do are you tried and true marble? I have one more, which I actually, um,
2: also really like, which is the, it's the other marble one. (laughs) Um, it's the white marble on one side. And then the other side is like this nice turquoise rose rosy pattern Uh of marble kind of thing um and that's a fun one too because oh I see it when you yeah it's it's colorful it's pretty but it's not too uh overpowering you know it's not too much of a pattern cheese plates are already so vibrant and there's already so much texture on them that the backdrop you want to be kind of understated yeah
1: you just want it to be like this is my table this is my table now how did you light The photo that you took with the plastic table, like if you don't have a window with natural light, how are you lighting your shots?
2: Well, uh, like the true beauty YouTuber I am, (laughs) I bought beauty lights from Amazon, those ring lights. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so they sell these. So here's my third item (laughs) they sell these uh, at, yeah, these little mini ring lights. So they're about probably six to eight inches in diameter. And they come with these little tripods and they plug into USB. So I got two of those. I put my marble backdrop down. I set them down so that they're kind of angling towards the cheese plate. Because when you take a photo um, in indoor, like if you don't have access to natural light, you want to make sure that A, the light around you isn't orangey to like wash out the cheese plate. And B, if you do have this artificial light, you want to take a photo above the lights so that you don't have a shadow on the plate. So this way it kind of, lives below your hand when you're taking a photo because they only go up about like six inches high too. Um, and they shine this really nice natural light on the plate and it looks pretty similar.
1: I'm looking at it right now on Amazon and I'm like, I need, do I need this? Yes. Um, is it, is it intuitive? Like you have a background in photography. Like, is it intuitive just to like basically put the thing on and then move around until you know that you're getting good like you can like because it's not like you're taking a picture with um you know like through a lens where you're like hope this came out good like you can literally see the final project product on your phone like is using one of these for someone who is it like is it good for dummies is it good for me a dummy Um, I mean I think like with anything takes practice you know
2: and because I had practice in photography and photo editing and kind of creative direction, um. It's, it was easier for me to pick up quickly, but I think that if you set it up and adjust the settings and just see what looks nice on your phone yeah. with like a few different goes at it, you can, I think it's, I don't think it's too hard. I love it. You I, know, it's not like these massive 10 foot lights, like in photo shoots that you right. have to like control with a
1: clicker, you know, it, I it's get, like, there's
2: no diffusers happening. Right. It's just very, or
1: like the holding the like white thing underneath for the bounce. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting because it, it's like I know ring lights existed, but I didn't know there were like mini ones. And the mini ones seem way more useful because what are you going to do with a massive ring light unless you are truly like making millions? Yeah, unless you're <laughs> making a TikTok. And also, unless you're making a TikTok that like is sponsored, like, unless you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the production <laughs> value is so high that sometimes like yeah. people are looking for a, like a little bit more of a, a natural like just woke up like this kind of like look like some people don't want things to look super branded and a ring light really makes it look like you're on a shoot so I feel like this is a nice medium for like being able to like you would prefer a window to the mini ring light I assume but if there's nothing yeah okay so if there's no window available a lot
2: of the time yeah like for my workshops, um, at Lois, which was our monthly series, we would have them from 12 to two every day. So the lighting was beautiful, but a lot of, um, the other workshops that I've done during the week have to be after work. So, and a lot of them were this winter and last winter. So the sun sets at like 4 PM. So you get no natural light at all. Right. Um, and I did a few workshops without these lights and was like, there's just no way to take a good photo. And a big draw about my classes is that people have this product that they can they show have this off. cheese yeah. plate they build and they want to share it. So totally, I, I needed
1: to lock in that photography aspect, and yeah, the ring lights were great. That is so genius. Um, it it makes me it just like I forget that people like buy things and that's why things look better. And <laughs> I'm not just like dumb. <laughs> I just like haven't bought the thing. Um, it's it's awesome. This is awesome. I love this. And also because I don't think we mentioned like the backgrounds, uh, like the marble backgrounds are like 15 bucks like they're really inexpensive um how do you I know you said that they can roll up but like how do you store them so I store them um pretty much rolled up in my room in Mm -hmm. a corner but
2: then when I'm using them I'll lay them out ahead of time and kind of stack books on them to make sure that they unroll Cool. and stayed on,
1: stay unrolled. Yeah. I, I'm just now I'm like, okay, I have to get all of these things. You're going to see very shortly some picture on like a marble background from my account. And oh, I'm, I'm, ready. Like, Yay. I'm ready. Um, I, my last question to you, cause these are such good products, but you keep mentioning your classes. I wish that I had known about this when I was, cause I didn't really want a bachelorette party when I was getting married. I was like, it's just not my thing, but I totally would have done that with my friends. Like, do you do events like that? Or is it mostly just like random people coming together?
2: It's mostly so the events that I, well, it's funny because the whole world of events has changed since the coronavirus, but um, a lot of them were ticketed. So that cheese class is like my ticketed workshops that you purchase a ticket, you show up, you get the whole experience. Um, and then I was doing private workshops for a lot of businesses and companies. So like, for example, New York Times events team wanted to do a Christmas party with 30 people and make cheese plates. So we did a little party for that. That is so um, fun. I haven't really opened it up yet for um, just random requests because uh-huh. it's just it would be so busy. Yeah. So I think it all depends on like when and where and if I'm free and, you know, all these different things. But. Um, it's definitely,
1: yeah, a super
2: fun activity to do with a group of friends.
1: Yeah. Pain and sip never felt like appealing to me because I'm not a big drinker, but I'm a big cheese eater. So, um, this would be my kind of thing now because the whole world of events have changed. I know you said you were doing like some zoom happy hours. Um, are you able to like, could you do a cheese class if, if it was like, I mean, I know because we're not trying to encourage people to go to the store if they don't have to go. But is it like, hey, grab a bunch of um, stuff in your house and I'll tell you how to like put it together. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Tell me how you're doing it on Zoom.
2: Yeah. So right now I've been doing uh, weekly Instagram happy hours. So I've had special guests come in and I basically teach them how to make a cheese plate. So Last week, I actually had John Batiste on the show. And amazing. Um, I taught him and his girlfriend, Suleika Jawad. She's an amazing writer. And she's actually doing this project called the Isolation Journal. So uh-huh. it's like a creative writing prompt every day. So she let me create the writing prompt for that day. We talked about that. And then John performed piano. And we all made cheese plates
1: together. That is amazing. Um,
2: yeah. So I'm like working on ways. This week on Saturday, I have Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor coming to do a date night cheese plate. Wow. Um, Yeah. So I'm trying to kind of like merge my two lives of working in the entertainment industry and now being in cheese to come together to do these like fun interactive events, because you can really make a cheese plate with, I mean, my book is all about like different pairings and different themes. And like, there's obviously like cheese that goes well with certain items. And there's so many different cheeses out there that you have to explore. It's just Going into the world of cheese is like the world of wine. It's like so deep. Yeah. But for something like an easy cheese plate to look nice with pantry items, you can just break it down in the cheese by numbers method. So it's like, okay, do you have any cheese? Check. Do you have any produce? Yeah, I have some cucumbers. Perfect. Check. Yeah. And then going through the steps, you will learn how to make the plate. So that's kind of what I've been doing for the viewers at home. I send out a little checklist and everyone will kind of gather what they have in their kitchen and build along with us on the Instagram lives. And then afterwards, I get tagged in all these photos of beautiful plates. And awesome. it's just like such a fun experience. That yeah. is
1: such a good idea. Obviously, you need no help trying to figure out how to uh, like, move from IRL to digital because that's <laughs> genius. Um, and, and I also just love the idea that it can both be about – the food itself on the plate, but also like just go into your fridge. And like, it's like when people are like, I made this dinner out of like all the stuff that's about to go bad in my fridge. And it looks like amazing. Like you can do that with a cheese plate too. Like you can just get your veggies. You can find like that thing of peanuts that's like in the back Mm -hmm. of your pantry and like things can actually look so much more appetizing it's kind of I don't know I'm very much the queen of like we have no food in the house but but like but that's because I can't see anything for more than what it is and so I think if you're a purely um visual person who really uh just wants to see something pretty on a plate this is like such a good way to do it especially if you can't go out shopping as often as you want to or like you know jump around to different cheese stores in your area, which I can't wait to do again. Um,
2: yeah. And if you want to get a little creative with it, like the other day I had a bunch of berries that were going to go bad. I boiled them down and made some jam for my cheese plates. So then you can kind of take it a wow. step further. Yeah. And these different elements that are like, you can, in my book, I have a recipe for homemade crackers. So it's like a super easy recipe, but just to elevate your cheese plate a little bit more so you can actually be cooking the cheese plate as
1: well. I have to be able to share this recipe for homemade crackers because you say that it's a recipe for people who are usually not super cooking inclined. Um, Do you want to share it now or you can also send it to me and I can put it in the show notes? Is it easy to explain or is it better if people like read it? Yeah.
2: So I, one of my goals is to attempt to make sourdough. I
1: actually have a So I
2: have a chapter in here called Carbs Are Your Friend. Yes, they are. And it's all about different carbs to put on a cheese plate, different crunchy items. Nice. And I actually have a paragraph called An Ode to Making Sourdough Bread because I love the idea of making sourdough, but I just have not come around to make, probably by the time this airs, I would have made my first sourdough. But that being said, crackers are a little bit easier. It's like sourdough light. Yeah. Um, and so this cracker recipe is super easy. Um, it's for flatbread crackers. All you need is flour, salt, sugar, uh, grated Parmesan cheese, because we need to put cheese in everything here. Yes. Um, rosemary, cold water, olive oil, and then salt or like everything, everything but the bagel seasoning. That's good on there too. So all you have to do is mix together the flour, salt, sugar, cheese, water, olive oil. Basically mix together all of the yep. ingredients except for the rosemary to garnish. Um, mix that together. It will come together to a dough naturally by mixing it. Okay. Dump that out on a floured surface. Just knead it out. It's basically like if you've ever made homemade pizza, it's like rolling out pizza dough basically. Nice. So then at that point, just roll it out until it's about um probably an eighth, an eighth of an inch thick, because you don't want them too thick. You can even cut okay. them with a pizza cutter, yep. you know, and cut them into strips. Um, I usually cut them into like five inch rectangles like two by five rectangles, uh-huh. and put them in the oven for 10 to 12 minutes, and they turn into crackers. I would feel it's so,
1: so accomplished if I could do that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to exciting. try. Oh, they look really nice. Garn- and, you yeah, took and, that- and and that's on the marble background. Like you took that picture. Through- on the marble
2: background. I feel yeah,
1: everything I'm talking about is in this book, which is just full I, circle. I feel so liberated. Honestly, this is Amazing. I'm so excited about um, this book. Uh, that cheese plate will change your life has already changed mine. Um, and I don't even have the book yet. So I'm ready. Uh, you guys can buy that at your local independent bookstore um, or my favorite local independent bookstore, which is Amherst Books in Amherst, Massachusetts. Uh, Marissa, do you have a favorite local indie you want to shout out?
2: Yes, shout out to Word Bookstore in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Yeah. They're the
1: best. we love Word. Um, I'm going to put all the information about, like, literally everything we talked about from uh, the ring light and the marble background and the Brooklyn Slate Company cheese plate. Like, we're all going to be cheese people after this, but just don't Thank forget... You and things. Yes. Marissa has trademarked <laughs> cheese by numbers. So start somewhere else. If that was your plan to take over, uh, Marissa, thank you so much for coming. And G thanks just bought it. And I'm so happy that we finally met. This is like me too. a long time That's coming. Me. Um, I know. This was awesome. Remember, you guys can follow uh, that cheese plate, cheese by numbers, and that cheese class all on Instagram. Okay. It's all under the same cheese brand of Marissa Mullen, and you can follow G Thanks the podcast on G Thanks Just Bought It Pod, um, and on Twitter I am Caroline Moss. Please tell me what you're buying, what you recommend, and if you bought any of Marissa's recommendations. And tweet us to of us. Cheese for Instagram. I can't wait to see them. And.